I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Welcome to Sports Overnight America. I'm Lou Landers, joined by a special guest this week co-host Eric Aromoff. You can find all of Eric's awesome sports content at draroto.com. Eric, before we get going on these shows, I'd like to kind of have some takeaways from the week before. So biggest week six surprise in the NFL. I think it's got to be the teams in New York. Uh, Not to say anything about the Bills. I mean, they won a big game against the Chiefs, but the Jets and the Giants, I don't think even the biggest fans of these teams would expect them to both have winning records, be a combined nine and three through six weeks. Gotta give lots of love to the RBs here too, Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall. Yeah, you you absolutely do. Um, you know, really, all, all three of the New York teams um, uh, have have a lot to be excited about here in in this in this twenty twenty two season, and you know specifically the the two that share a stadium. Um, are, are, are certainly the biggest surprises, right? We've got Robert Sala keeping receipts on everyone. Looks like he's really got that, that team turned around, you know, for, for the jets. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is, is that that secondary is legit, right? Sauce Gardner was, was the right call. I know there was a lot of conversation between him and Stingley on draft night. Um, you know, now fast forward a couple of months, he's, he's allowing a 43% catch rate and is, just shutting down everyone in his coverage. You're only seeing he's only being targeted on 14% of the routes that he covered. So basically, whoever is on is on Sauce Island is going to be shut down, and that left the the Packers very one dimensional last week uh, in in what ended up being a blowout. Yeah, haven't seen a shut down corner like that with the Jets since uh, Revis Island, and yeah. those teams were pretty darn good. If they had a better quarterback than Mark Sanchez, they might have even gone to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, very, very much so. They, I mean, they, they almost got there with Mark Sanchez, right? So, exactly, right. Yeah, um, you know, in, in incremental improvement, and they're they're definitely contenders. I would say that both these Giants and Jets teams definitely um, can make some noise. I think they could both upgrade a quarterback in the next year or two. Uh, but I think Zach Wilson deserves more of a fair shake, and maybe Daniel Jones starting to come into his own. Giants passing game not so great at this point but maybe some improvements especially if they uh didn't you know use that play action the threat of saquon barkley certainly can open things up he's having an mvp caliber year this is sports overnight america lou landers with special guest eric romoff will be back we'll play some player versus player props for week seven in the nfl stay tuned lots of fun coming your way right after this 
This special report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Summer is here, and Burger King will help you beat the heat all season long with the newest frozen Fanta flavor. What is it, you ask? Well, the mystery has finally been solved. The newest frozen Fanta flavor is strawberry shortcake. Its color may be electric green, but this cool drink is packed with juicy, refreshing strawberry flavor. Easy for grab-and-go adventures. Frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake is your sidekick to summer. Whether you're headed to the park, the beach, the pool, or just trying to stay cool, stop in or hit up the drive-thru at Burger King and try the chilling, thrilling, frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. It's no mystery that your refreshment is guaranteed. So go ahead. Quench your thirst with a frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. Only at Burger King. Have it your way. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. This special report was brought to you by Coca-Cola. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive. Which is like having a goalie, a 7-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because... You know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Staples. So, rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. That's not a rumor. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yep. And I can actually ship there, right? We have UPS right here in store. What will Staples think of next? (laughs) Right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what, what, what will they think of next? Staples has all your shipping supplies and UPS service in store. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Valid only in Staples U.S. stores. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend all-access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at NetSpend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Lou Landers with Eric Romoff here talking some player versus player props for Week 7 in the NFL. We'll start with the more passing yards. we got the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Jacoby Brissett, Lamar Jackson. And Eric, I don't think there's anyone that's going to doubt Lamar Jackson as the better quarterback between these two guys. And as good as the Browns are at running the football, their defense has been really terrible over the past few weeks. I think the Ravens are going to be playing from ahead in this game. I think Jacoby Brissett's going to have to air it out. So despite the obvious choice being Lamar Jackson, I think I'm actually going to go with Jacoby Brissett here. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, on, on the year, Jacoby Brissett is averaging more passing yards per game than Lamar as it is. Um, but also the, the pass game is much more featured for, uh, for the Browns who I also predict will be, be trailing. But specifically, if, if you're watching the injury reports, it looks like Wyatt Teller is going to miss this week's game. You back to 2020 when he missed five or six games and their rushing productivity just absolutely plummeted without Taylor on uh, Wyatt Teller, excuse me, on the, on the field. Right. So um, if he's going to be out, I think they're really going to struggle to run the ball coupled with them trailing. I think we're going to see a lot more attempts and therefore more yards for Brissett. Yeah. And the Ravens have not been good against the pass either. I mean, this could be a big game for Amari Cooper, David Njoku specifically. It it certainly can, yeah. They've they've switched some of their personnel around a bit, specifically their slot corner. So they've they've gotten incrementally better. They're not the worst uh, secondary in the league like they were through three or four weeks, but still still a favorable matchup on on the whole. Definitely, Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and to me, it's going to be Goff. Even though the Lions' defense is terrible and the Cowboys' defense is elite. I think the Lions going to have to air this football out. And the Cowboys, they can get away with being run heavy if they want to still win this game handily, in my opinion. Yeah, this this one's a bit tougher for me. Um, you know, initially I was inclined to to go golf as well. I, I think there's some some narrative stuff at play, right? I really think Dak wants to come in and, you know, announce his return as the rightful starter. Yeah, I got uh, more on that. Some... I got more on that later this evening, but... I see where you're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do think he wants to kind of, kind of quiet the haters on, on that front, but also from a, from an analytics standpoint, um, I'm, I'm really worried about Goff's ability to, to distribute the ball this week. Right. Um, the, the Cowboys lead the league in sacks. Uh, they get, they apply pressure on almost 39% of their opposing QBs dropbacks and Jared Goff, his completion percentage just plummets when he's under pressure. It's like, 44% slightly above. Um, so if, if he's not going to be connecting on even half of his passes, I think it's going to be really hard for this Detroit offense to move the ball on the whole. So I'll go with Dak just slightly. I think, I think it's going to be kind of a, a lower passing yard performance on, on all fronts, but give, give me Dak by air. Yeah, I think golf's only chances in garbage time, which we could definitely see in this type of game. Over to some more rushing yards. We got the Texans and the Raiders, Pierce versus Jacobs. And I'm a big fan of Pierce. And as a Texans fan, I'm sure you're thrilled about what he's done so far. I think he's going to have a good game. I'm still going to take Jacobs, though, just because this guy's been riding the football very well before the bye week coming off fresh, of course. But the Texans' worst run defense in the NFL. I don't see how Jacobs doesn't put up a monster game. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, right? Uh, Texans are allowing the most rushing yards per game, 133, uh, five yards per carry to opposing rushers, and specifically, Josh Jacobs has been unleashed, right? Over these last two weeks, his snap shares are into the you know mid or high 80s. Uh, he's got 28 and 21 carries in back-to-back weeks. It, it seems like uh, Coach McDaniel's there has has really uh, figured out that he's he's going to have this offense run through Josh Jacobs. He's he's on that that fifth year of his his rookie deal. So um, you know I, I think they're going to continue to run him into the ground. And if he's going to get that much opportunity against such a soft defense, I, I expect Jacobs to walk away with a a pretty good lead uh, neck and neck relative to Pierce in terms of how much yardage they put up. All right, how about the Seahawks and the Chargers? Kenneth Walker, Austin Eckler. 
I would say if this was a more total yards prop, I'd probably lean towards Eckler because of his abilities in the passing game. And I don't want to take anything away from his ability on the ground, but Walker has looked very good since Rashad Penny got hurt, and I think he's going to be heavily featured on the ground this weekend. I will take Walker slightly with the edge in rushing yards over Eckler. Yeah, we are in we are in lockstep here. Um, you know, if, if you look at the matchup, they're they're almost identical. The, these two teams are allowing 116 and 115 yards on the ground, respectively. Uh, but it's it's really more of a timeshare consideration, right? Uh, uh, Walker has that job. He's he's getting essentially all of the cut all of the touches out of that Seattle backfield, whereas Austin Eckler, I mean, he's he's only seeing about a 60% opportunity share, right? So we're gonna see. A few other guys rotated in, and therefore I'll take the guy who's in a similar matchup but should have the the lion's share of the of the opportunity. Yeah, Eckler has not gotten as many carries as you would have hoped for um, coming into this season. As you know, we expected probably more from him on the ground, and again, still heavily featured because of the passing game. But in terms of actual carries, uh, Walker just has the advantage simply because of what you mentioned, the volume. Mm-hmm. More receptions. Casey, San Francisco, Kittle versus Kelsey, two of the elite tight ends in the league. And Kettle, Kittle, I should say, um, kind of tried to combine the two there with Kettle. Um, Kittle more excellent um, in terms of, you know, the target share, maybe. But now CMC is there, and he's going to get a bunch of targets. And you look at Kelsey, I mean— Obviously, you know Mahomes would like to spread the ball around, but that just doesn't happen. It always seems to be Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. Red zone on the 20, on the 50. It doesn't really matter. Kelsey just gets so much work in this offense. Mahomes can basically close his eyes and throw the ball, and it lands in Kelsey's hands. Uh, That's going to turn into a lot of receptions. I think Kelsey is basically the guy that leads receptions almost every single game he plays, so uh, i got to take him in what should be a very good showdown between great tight ends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a a premier uh, face-off between these these two. For for me, it, it really comes down to passing volume flatly, right? Um, you know, CMC is coming into San Francisco. That does introduce a bit of a question mark. But even if not, right, we, we look at a Kansas City offense that is attempting about 10 more passes per game than uh, than those of the San Francisco 49ers, right? So the matchups are fairly comparable. Uh, San Francisco is allowing a 72% catch rate to opposing tight ends, whereas Kansas City is allowing a 60, 67% rate. So... Um, you know, generally speaking, kind of kind of neutral on the matchup front. So I'll go with the Kelsey side, just given that Mahomes is likely to attempt 10, 12, maybe 14 more passes than Jimmy G will this week. Yeah, and complete a larger percentage of those passes as well than Jimmy G. Uh, so let's move over to more receiving yards. We got the Jets and the Broncos matching up. Garrett Wilson jerry judy and i'm pretty much anti everything broncos offense right now even if judy does see the most targets on the team russell wilson just not looking good this season isn't completing passes with nearly enough efficiency right now for me to feel good about judy but with that being said garrett wilson hasn't had more than three receptions in the game since week three probably because zach wilson's in a quarterback i'm not sure that's going to change this week though so even as much as i don't want to do it i think i have to go with jerry judy still 
Man, once again, we are uh, perfectly aligned here. The the thing for me that I'll add to your point, uh, generally speaking, I don't want to be associated with either of these passing games, right? Um, you know, they're they're not they're not particularly effective. They're both in very tough matchups. Both these secondaries are stout. But as I was raving about Sauce Gardner earlier in the show, um, Jerry Judy is is going to see the majority of his coverage from Michael Carter the second, the cornerback, not the uh, not the, the running back, and he's easily the most favorable matchup in that Jet secondary. So I'll go with Judy here just because I I do expect Russell Wilson to try to pick on the the soft spot in the secondary however ineffective he might be that should be some more looks for judy makes sense to me makes sense to our listeners i hope this is sports overnight america lou landers eric romoff will be back talking some bets for week seven in the nfl right after this Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. 
When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. We are back here on Sports Overnight. America Lou Landers with my special guest, Eric Romoff from Dr. Roto. We're talking some bets for Week 7 in the NFL. We'll start with the New York Giants and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Eric. People keep underestimating the New York Giants, and all the Giants keep on doing is winning football games. They're doing it against teams that are favored to beat them. In fact, I believe their only loss this season came in a game where they were actually the clear favorites at home. This team is 5-1, clearly one of the better teams in the NFL right now. The defense is playing well. Daniel Jones doing enough in the passing game. Saquon Barkley having an MVP caliber season. And you look at Jacksonville. They started this season well, but have really since returned to kind of what we thought they were, a very average football team. I like the Giants in this game, even if they were the favorites. So if you can get them plus the points, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. You could also look at maybe just taking them even on the money line because you'd actually get better betting odds that way. Um I'm good to go with the Giants plus the points here, plus three. And uh, Giants, again, competitive in every game they play. They're well coached. And even if they don't win this game, I could see it coming down to maybe a last-second score by the Jags and still covering our bet with the plus three. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I would I would go with the the points as opposed to the, to the money line. I, I do think it's going to be a bit closer of a game um you know usually in those close games one or two plays one or two calls can swing it one way or the other so i'll i'll take the points there but taking the taking the points with a with a fair degree of of confidence right specifically if you look at if you look at jacksonville um they're they're a relatively soft defense against the run overall but they're also allowing a lot of receptions and yards per reception to the running back so Let's say hypothetically there was a team that was just built to run through an elite running back. Um, Jacksonville is going to be a very favorable matchup for them, right? So I think we see a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley yet again. I think we see more and more designed runs for Daniel Jones, and that has thus far been a formula for for success for the Giants. So happily happily taking the points and, and the Giants here in this one. Yeah, I, I'm honestly surprised they're not favored, even if it was by like a half a point or a point. I know they're on the road and that can skew the, the, the lines, but um, based on what we've seen from both these teams recently, uh, I think the Jet, the Giants, I should say, should be the favorite regardless. So getting them plus the points, it's definitely something that I'm going to take a look at this week. Green Bay Packers, Washington Commanders, the totals at 42. And... I got to say, man, these teams really, really been struggling offensively for most of the year. Of course, now Carson Wentz out. Not sure if that's good or bad. It's not like Wentz has been all that great this season, but Washington on a backup quarterback. Packers, sure, they have Aaron Rodgers. and He's excellent, but he doesn't have the playmakers around him to make enough plays, certainly in the passing game. 
The offense is combining to score just over 34 points per game this season. That is eight points under the total of 42. And the Packers, well, they haven't been great offensively, but they do have the number one defense against the pass this year. That's going to play pay dividends for them. Bottom line, both teams are probably scoring 20 or less points in this game. That would obviously result in the total coming under. I'll even make a prediction here. Packers 20, Commanders 13. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. I, I think that the the analysis there is uh is sound. The 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 big question for me is just how much scoring the the Green Bay Packers do, right? I, I think Washington coming in that, you know, kind of 13 to 17 point range um sounds about right. But this is this is an incredibly favorable matchup for Aaron Rodgers and for his receiving core specifically, right? So we've all seen brooding Aaron Rodgers come out there with a point to prove. Maybe this is the point where he really wants to make a statement with uh, with just what this passing game can do in a very favorable matchup, right? So um, if if they are going to come out and you know really put their their foot on the gas, I, I do think that that's that's the path to getting to and over. But that's probably a more unlikely path overall, right? I, I do like kind of the range that you laid out there. So I'll I'll come along with you on on the under here. Um, but don't feel super great about it. I kind of feel like Aaron Rodgers might might come out and, and try to try to quiet some of the, the, the comments out there. Yeah, I mean we could see a, you know, twenty seven thirteen type of game too, with Packers putting up those points and we'd still come up come under um i just don't have a lot of faith in washington's offense against the packers defense which is actually pretty good yeah they're they're solid they they're they're allowing a lot of catches to opposing wide receivers but they uh while while they bend they they don't break right so with a backup quarterback in there um you know i I think he's really going to struggle to get the ball moving down the field and i I think that uh washington really isn't going to put very many points on the board well, to another game that I think is going to be pretty low scoring, Bears, Patriots, total at 40. Monday Night Football, you want something a little more exciting maybe, but there's not really any stars on either side in this game. Offenses do leave a bit to be desired, but of course that kind of makes the game easier to predict and to bet on. Uh, two teams combined to score under 40 points this season. Patriots points per game kind of inflated because the past couple of weeks they got the Lions and the Browns to put up a lot of points. But other than that, it's really been a struggle for them. You look at this Bears team averaging under 16 points per game this year. That's 31st in the NFL. Both defense is pretty solid um, combined to allow just over 37 points per game. Bears been good against the pass. Patriots kind of middle of the pack against both, but I like Bill Belichick against inexperienced quarterbacks. It should be a cold night in New England. According to the weather report, there could be some rain in the forecast as well. That's going to hurt both offenses too. So give me the under 40. Yeah, I, I like this one as well. The only thing I'll take issue with is when you say that there's there's no star power on the the New England Patriots offense side. I mean, B- Bailey Zappi would like a word, sir. He is he has arrived. Um, obviously, uh, still up in the air as to who will be under center for the Patriots. It but should be Zappi. The biggest thing for just me, just throwing it out there, it should be Zappi. I mean, he he looks more effective in this in this offense. I'll I'll certainly give him that. Um, I I don't know if 
so it, it, it kind of gets tricky because Bill Belichick is not only the head coach, but he's also the GM, right? So he personally invested that capital in Mac Jones. I'm not sure how quickly he'll, you know, he'll he'll be willing to give him the hook. But I mean, this offense categorically in the two week sample looks better with Zappy under the center than than it does with with Mac Jones. But the thing for me, both of these teams, Chicago and New England, are bottom quarter of the league in pace of play, right? So going to be a very slow plotting game plan for both of these these offenses and if nothing else the fact that this is a primetime game should lead you towards the under as it is if if past is prologue um so i'm, I'm right there with you on on the under at a, at a line of 40 on this one all right well lions cowboys cowboys favored by seven and you look at the lions offense it has been pretty good this season but they were kind of dismantled by the patriots a couple weeks ago i think that kind of opens the door on how to shut down Jared Goff and the Lions. It's something you actually alluded to earlier with him under pressure. And we know the Cowboys defense, one of the better uh, defenses in football, going to get a lot of pressure on Jared Goff and that offensive line. And then the Lions defense, I mean, they're the worst in the NFL by really a large margin. Worst in yards allowed per game, last versus the run in yards per game, 26 versus the pass, 34 points allowed per game. And yeah, the Cowboys offense certainly has been subpar this season. We kind of know why. They've had Cooper Rush at quarterback, and Cooper Rush has done an admirable job in at least being able to pick up wins for the Cowboys, but he doesn't really push the ball down the field. He's not nearly the pass passer that uh, Dak Prescott is, and Dak's back now. The offense can certainly be a lot more explosive, and I don't think there could be a better matchup for them to kind of get on track than the one this week against the Lions, I would not be surprised if we saw like a 30 to 16 type of game in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. That's, that's funny. I was actually going to offer up 28 to 10. So we're, we're right there in, in lockstep. I think seeing the Cowboys struggle against uh, the Eagles on the Sunday night game last week probably has the betting market a little bit cooled for them. I, I think the, the Cowboys win this one comfortably, right? I, I alluded to it earlier. I think Dak Prescott comes out with a point to prove and and really, really pushes the ball down the field. But specifically, if at any point the Detroit Lions fall behind in this game, it's over for them, right? Uh, If they are relying on Jared Goff in a situation where he is under pressure, which again, Cowboys apply pressure on 38% of opposing quarterbacks dropbacks, the fourth highest rate in the league, he is inept at, at completing passes, right? So you know, the point by which Dallas takes a lead in this game, I think they're just going to continue to run away with it. And that that deficit is going to grow and grow. So this is one that I would be comfortable teasing up to nine, nine and a half, ten points, even if I'm trying to get a, a bit more juice on my play. Yeah, that's an interesting call. And I, I like what you said there about, you know, the betting public maybe being a little shy from the Cowboys in that game against the Eagles. But let's face it, it was Cooper Rush. They were on the road in Philadelphia. And, um, I mean, those interceptions thrown by Rush were terrible passes. Um, they should have never been thrown. And uh, not that Dak won't turn the ball over, but we're also talking about an Eagles defense in Philadelphia rather than a Lions defense in Dallas. So big difference okay. there. I I think uh, I think your teasing to 9.5 or 10 could actually be a really interesting play for those out there. So Giants plus 3. Packers, Commanders under 42, Bears, Patriots under 40, Cowboys minus 
a seven. This is Sports Overnight America. Lou Landers with Eric Aromoff. We'll be back talking some NFL daily fantasy sports for week seven right after this commercial break. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover. On America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at TrackPhone.com. This is Staples. So rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship. Mm -hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need. Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yeah. And we have UPS here in store. What will Staples think of next? (laughs) Right? No, seriously, I'm asking, what what, what will they think of next? Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in-store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com slash shipping for details. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0.00. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paws. It's good medicine. He sent me to. Welcome back to Sports Overnight. America Lou Landers with Eric Roma. Talking to NFL Daily Fantasy Sports Players. Holy Seven, Rocking, Pricing, and Scores of the 
adjust a little bit. You play on Yahoo, you'll definitely have to adjust a little bit. But here we go. Starting with the quarterbacks, Eric, I love Joe Burrow this weekend. 6,900 taking on the Falcons. Burrow coming off his best game of the season on the road in New Orleans, threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, even rushed a touchdown in. Now, we know he likes to play in Louisiana, so uh, maybe there's something to that. But this week, taking on the Falcons, their second worst in the NFL against the pass this season, certainly puts Burrow in a position to once again have a monster game. He's got plenty of weapons in the passing game against a very beatable defense. I think he finds those weapons early and often he's attempted over 30 passes in every game this season at least 35 in all but one game i think that should lead to plenty of yards through the air plenty of touchdowns loving the Bengals' offense this weekend yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot to like about it right um this atlanta defense uh, apart from an outlier last week um has been one that um you know we can we, we can and have been able to pick on through most of the season they're, they're a little bit tougher on the outside, right? So, you know, figuring out how you want to uh, pair up Joe Burrow with, with your, your sacking options is, is probably the, the bigger question. But in terms of his scoring floor, it's, it's very, very safe. Not going to be overly popular, right? It'll probably be, you know, sixth or seventh most, most rostered quarterback in, in DFS when it's all said and done. So uh, interesting bit of leverage, right? You don't have to eat a bunch of chalk to, to get them onto your lineup. So, all of those things are things that I look for whenever I'm selecting a quarterback for my DFS builds. Makes a lot of sense. How about Dak Prescott? I know we've talked a little bit about him already um, this evening. 6,700 against the Lions. And certainly there is a little bit of risk with Dak because he hasn't played the game since week one. Maybe there's some rust to shake off. That could maybe keep the ownership low. Uh, but a prime matchup versus a Lions defense that allows the most points per game in the league, most yards per game in the league. And another reason why there could be some risk here is it really depends how you look at it. Are the Cowboys going to be very run heavy, which they can do against the Lions with Zeke and Pollard? Or does Dak come out here and, as you've said already, prove something, um, get into a rhythm with his pass catchers? Because this is an opportunity for him to definitely do that against a weak Lions defense. It it certainly is. And this this actually highlights an interesting point about some of the analysis that we offered up earlier and specifically putting that in the context of, of DFS. I, I like Pre- Dak Prescott a lot this week. I'm actually probably going to fade him in DFS though. His price tag is such to where um, I do expect him to be fairly popular also with um, the opponent in, in the Detroit lions being an absolute turnstile for really all opposing positions. He, he might push for, you know, 12, 14% roster ship and, and certainly should be up there with, you know, as as the or very close to the most popular quarterback. And since there is that risk that they get up big and start running or they ease him in and take more of a running profile to this game, um, that's that's a bit too much risk for me relative to his ownership, right? So See, and that's interesting, Eric. Prescott, it's interesting, though, because because of that risk, I could see the ownership being much lower than you are suggesting, but maybe you're onto something. Maybe people are just going to look at the name and the matchup and kind of just blindly throw them in there. The name and the matchup and the price tag, right? Dak Prescott is usually in the mid to high 7K range for, for quarterbacks. So to get him at $6,700 in a very favorable matchup, uh, I, I see his, I see his ownership pushing into the, into the low teens, right? So that's, that's a very, very chalky play 
at the quarterback position specifically. So if that holds, then I'm I'm probably going to be underweight, if not fading outright. If he ends up, you know, closer to Joe Burrow's range, kind of that six seven percent, um, then I'm I'm definitely back on board. Yeah, I would definitely prefer Burrow for just two hundred dollars more if you ha- if you have the choice based on your lineup build. Over to some running backs, Saquon Barkley of the Giants, seventy nine hundred taken on the Jags. No doubt having a great season, one of the front runners for NFL MVP. The Jags are interesting because if you just look at them in terms of rushing yards allowed, they're actually one of the better teams in the league. But as you alluded to earlier, um, this is a team that actually does not defend the running back very well at all in the passing game. And in terms of rankings in DFS, they're actually 27th against running backs this season. So with Barkley being one of the best there is, I think he's a really nice building block of core play for your lineups this weekend. Yeah, he, he certainly is. Um, you know, as he is every week this year and, and will be presumably every week going forward this year, um, about as solid as it gets and needs to be on the cash game radar. And specifically for the Jaguars, really what it boils down to, they they let running backs catch a lot of passage for a good, a good amount of yards per reception week in and week out. They've also surrendered a fair amount of, of touchdowns to the position, right? So if you just think about the formula that, the Giants have been rolling out there to to get to five and one. It is very much so in perfect alignment with the weak spots in the the Jaguars defense. So like Barkley to have another big week and again, as safe as it gets. So needs to be in your cash game radar. Okay, well, let me throw this at you. My favorite pairing so far this week at running back has been Josh Jacobs and Kenneth Walker based on price, based on matchup. So let me break it down for you. Jacobs, 6,500. He's fresh, um, really had a monster game before the bye week, 154 rushing yards, a touchdown, five catches, 39 yards. Texans, worst-ranked defense in DFS against the running backs. They also allow over 160 rushing yards per game. One of my favorite RBs this week because of all that, but pairing him with Kenneth Walker. Walker is only 5,800, relatively cheap for a running back, and he's been impressive since taking over the lead back uh, role there. Um, broke off that massive touchdown run when Rashad Penny left the game. Then his first start last week, 97 yards, a touchdown, two passes, caught for 13 yards. Chargers, one of the worst-ranked teams in DFS against the running back position. They're 23rd in the NFL against the run. I feel like Walker-Jacobs, although maybe a chalky pairing, I can't stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably fair to say that this is this is the chalky pairing, right? Um, you know, with with Walker's opportunity share and workload at fifty eight hundred dollars, um, he is going to be on everybody's radar, rightfully so, right? But for both of these players, to to be fair, their their path to returning value is very very clear, right? So um, certainly are on the the cash game radar, I mean, even pairing them up in cash games. Um, running them back with Saquon Barkley and going with the three RB build is a super safe floor and is a really good way for you to get to value and to get into that uh, 2x return in cash games. In uh, in in the the tournament context, I, I think I think you need to plant your flag on one or the other. Um, you know, both of them are fine. I think I think Josh Jacobs will probably end up being a little bit more popular, but they're both going to be in the you know low to mid 20s in terms of ownership. So. To, to have both of those players eating up, you know, roughly 50% ownership uh, in your overall lineup is probably a bridge too far for uh, for the tournament context. 
I would look to move one of them out and try to get into a lower owned option at the running back position. Do you have an option out there that you you might want to pivot to in that situation? Yeah, I mean, for it feels like paying up at running back is always a good way to to get different, right? People generally are looking for um for cost savings at the position. So, um you know, looking uh, looking at a guy like Aaron Jones, you know, mid mid 7K, 7.6K, coming up against a Washington defense that has just generally been inept, right? Uh, yeah. So he's he's in a spot where I, I expect the Packers to to be able to move the ball more effectively, and he might be you know three four percent owned, right? So really interesting way to get a guy that has uh, a role in the offense that will will be prevalent, sort of regardless of how this game script plays out right he he sees a fair number of targets out of that backfield he also runs between the tackles a good amount that's that's a player that i'm looking at secondarily i'll i'll go to the other side of a game we talked about earlier travis Etienne 5.4k might be an interesting pivot off of um off of kenneth walker Etienne's usage has been walking up week over week he's he's now pulled neck and neck to about a 50 50 opportunity share with james robinson and he has looked like the far more dynamic runner out of the two. And much like the Jaguars, the Giants are a very good matchup for running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. That is firmly Travis Etienne's role. So, um, you know, looking for a pivot, I like to I like to go for guys that are in a similar price range as as the guy that I'm moving off of. So, if I'm gonna leave if I'm gonna leave Walker on the sideline, uh, probably will look to Etienne to to get a, a little bit different. Like it, like it a lot. Over to the wide receivers now. Of course, Jamar Chase with Burrow, uh, C.D. Lamb with Dak Prescott kind of seems obvious, but I think to be a little different, you can look at T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd with the Bengals. You could look at a guy like Michael Gallup with the Cowboys. With Gallup, he's seen a increase in targets and snaps each week since returning from the injury. With Higgins, although he's not Jamar Chase, he has seen a lot of targets. Um, more than you would expect and with Boyd um, I think he's got a good matchup this week against this Falcons team and someone that I um, could definitely get behind I think just 5300 and would definitely change things up from the very chalky very likely to be chalky Jamar Chase yeah yeah it's it's an interesting pivot right Um, you know generally speaking if if you're going to fire up Joe Burrow uh, overloading that stack, you know, getting two more pieces uh, from his his pass catching options is it is a good way to to get unique in in your lineup and specifically against this this Atlanta secondary. I mean, beating them up through the slot has been the formula all year long, right? They've got Hayward on the outside, they've got AJ Terrell on the outside, so they it's a pretty tough out on the perimeter. So looking at a guy like Tyler Boyd that. Um, you know, should have the more favorable matchup in the slot is is an interesting way. And T. Higgins himself, he travels into the slot uh, a fair amount, right? He's in there a, about 15 to 20 percent of snaps on any given week, so they'll be able to find those favorable matchups for him. And while the Falcons are tougher on the outside, uh, Terrell specifically isn't quite playing to the level that we've seen over the last few years. So um, you know, going to the guy that's coming off of uh, an underperforming week and public sentiment has people moving away from him and pairing him up with a Boyd who has the favorable matchup 
and generally speaking is overlooked when Higgins and Chase are available. I think you've got a really unique texture to your build with that approach. Yeah, Chase also battling an injury. I'm sure he'll play, but maybe he won't be as heavily featured. I want to throw one cheaper wide receiver at you before we wrap up this segment. Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts is 4,600 against the Titans, and he's been productive over the past few weeks, seeing more targets, catching more passes, racking up more yards, caught his first touchdown pass last week, three straight games of 12 or more points. Obviously, 12 points is not great, but at his price, it's not too bad. And um, this Titans defense allows the most passing yards in the NFL. They're 31st in DFS versus the wide receivers. As much as people are going to look at Michael Pittman, Pierce is much cheaper and might put up similar numbers. Yeah, he he certainly could. When I was when I was researching Pierce, I was I was actually a bit surprised. I mean his his ownership might might come in sub four percent, and if if that's the case, you know you're looking at a player who's seen his opportunity increase week over week. Last week specifically, 72% of snaps ran 43 routes. I mean, if he's going to be on the field running that many routes in a favorable matchup and he is single-digit owned, I'm all in on that Pierce. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a wide receiver for your flex play for me this week. This is Sports Overnight America. Lou Landers with Eric Romov after the break. We'll make some NFL Week 7 Survivor picks back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. 
Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Lou Landers with Eric Romoff talking some NFL survivor picks. And uh, it's probably going to get old for you and the listeners. Uh, we've talked about the Cowboys a lot this weekend. Eric, it's funny. You probably expect that to be the case every week, knowing I'm a Cowboys fan. It's really not, though. Really don't talk about them much. But this week, they just kind of seem to fit um, all of these segments. And I think them being the Lions is one of the easiest picks of the week. I think the return of Dak is going to have them fired up. We know the defense is elite. The offense is about to get there, too, especially against this Lions defense. Cowboys are my pick. If I had to take a backup one, I know it may seem a little risky, but I really like the New England Patriots at home against the Bears. Yeah, both both of those picks are, are certainly uh, on on the radar, and they should still be largely available, right? Those Those are teams that you probably haven't fired up yet, so... In your survivor pools, those are those are options that are likely still on the board. Obviously, Tampa Bay is is going to be the chalk this week going up against the P.J. Walker-led Carolina Panthers. So if they're still available, they're a fine week. If you're looking for a bit more of a deeper cut, also like the Raiders against the, the Texans, right? Both teams are coming off the bye, but I have far more confidence in Josh McDaniels coming off of that bye than I do in my own Lovey Smith. Um, so I, I do expect them to win pretty comfortably uh, in week seven against the, the Texans. I think that Raiders choice is a good one. I think the Buccaneers might scare people off. I mean, I don't see how they lose to the Panthers, but I think a lot of people were on them last week and were knocked out of a league or two um, with them losing to the Steelers. So maybe Tampa's um, obvious, but you also might have used them and lost already. So you might not have them to use necessarily either. Sure. But yeah, that was definitely yeah, that was went, definitely an upsetting week, one. You're uh, you're on the sidelines, right? Yeah, exactly. Although I have some uh, I have some leagues where you um, there's like a second half um, starting in week eight survivor pool. If you played in the first half one, now the first half one continues to go. But uh, if you have you know some of those second half ones, um, you could take a look. But yeah, I like what you said there. I didn't even really think about that when I made my. Patriots and Cowboys choices. I just like their matchups, but those are definitely not teams you've necessarily been on so far this year in Survivor. So good call there. I want to thank Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Network, all the listeners nationwide, and Eric Romoff for joining me here today. Great job. Again, go check him out at drroto.com. Don't go anywhere. Keep it right here. Stay tuned. More Sports Overnight America right after these messages. 